time for the Tom Sumner Program. The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show with music, comedy and special guest interviews every Monday through Friday. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Our theme music is Fruit of the Louvre, provided by Flint composer-producer Howard Eddy. Stay tuned, because it's on now. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. The Tom Sumner Program. Have you lost your job and your health care coverage due to COVID-19? You're not alone, and Genesee Health Plan can help. I called, and they provided health care enrollment over the phone with Medicaid, HealthCare.gov, and Genesee Health Plan. They made sure I had access to doctor visits, my prescriptions, and more. Getting health care coverage can be confusing. You don't have to do it alone. Get help with GHP. Call 844-232-7740 or go to GeneseeHealthPlan.org. We're in this together, and together we'll get right through now, it. COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans and soon they will be available to everyone. This vaccine means hope. It will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. I want to go back to work and I want to be able to move around. To visit with Michelle's mom, to hug her and see her on her birthday. You know what I'm really looking forward to is going to opening day in Texas Rangers Stadium with a full stadium. We've lost enough people, and we've suffered enough damage. In order to get rid of this pandemic, it's important for our fellow citizens to get vaccinated. I'm getting vaccinated because we want this pandemic to end as soon as possible. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. So roll up your sleeve and do your part. This is our shot. Now it's up to you. Hi, I'm U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow, and I'm listening to the Tom Sumner Show. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm Tom Sumner, and we're going to continue looking at uh, some of the uh, City of Flint ward seats that will be uh, appearing on the August 3rd ballot. Uh, Flint City Council is up for re-election. Three wards will not appear on the uh, primary ballot because the primary you for the primary you have to have more than two candidates and uh in the first third and no first fifth and ninth um there aren't more than two so those won't appear until the november ballot but there are six uh wards that will be on the august ballot and uh Two of them are open seats. We're going to talk about one of those open seats and talk with the three candidates that are running for that seat today on the show, starting out with somebody who is very well known to Third Ward residents, in fact, residents of the city of Flint, thanks to his radio show and his regular appearances at city council and other uh, public events. Um, joining me by phone is A.C. Dumas. A.C., welcome, well, I should say welcome back to the show. You've been on the show before. Uh, well, thank you, uh, Tom, for your invitation. And, you know, uh, because of modern technology, I can be in my car driving 
uh, getting ready to go meet with some residents uh, in the third ward about some issues of concern that they have. But I do want to thank you for your invitation. Well, and I appreciate you uh, doing it. And uh, I, I, we spoke on the phone yesterday a little bit, confirming this morning, and you said that uh, you don't want to talk about you don't want to talk trash about other candidates but i suspect we'll end up talking garbage but we'll we'll get to that in a little bit ac we can talk trash and garbage <laughs> but not about i'm not trying to go after no other candidates i just want to say what my plans and what my thoughts are and what of uh, the residents of the uh, third ward have told me and that's that's who matters the people of the city of Flint, the residents of the third ward and other wards well, AC, before we'll let's start out with uh, garbage because uh, it's it's a little bit up in the air right now. The city contract for collecting garbage in the city of Flint. But before we start in on that, I wanna I wanna give you a chance to um, tell people who might not be familiar with your weekly radio show what it is and when it is. All right, uh, the name of my show is The Truth Shall Make You Free broadcast and i'm the host i've been the host of that uh show uh, going on nine years well eight years now and it's on flint's premier gospel radio station wflt 1420 and i can be heard uh, uh every saturday morning from 9 30 to 10 a.m and uh we do it via conference call now uh, we used to could go in the uh, studio but because of the pandemic we haven't been allowed to go back in the studio and where we would get live call-ins from the residents. So hopefully uh, we'll be back in the studio live. Now, my show is live now. And also they can follow me on Facebook, A.C. Dumas on Facebook. Okay, A.C., let's let's get back to um, uh, talking about uh, the garbage contract with the city of Flint uh, Republic Services uh, contract expired. Negotiations to renew that contract broke down. There was uh, uh, almost an interruption of service because the deadline was missed, and then a 90-day extension occurred. Now it's kind of up in, in the air. Who's going to collect the garbage? Let me ask you, um, who do you think should collect the garbage? Well, I think... Let me say this. Let me preface this because I hear a lot of people talking about we need to get our own garbage trucks back and all that. And uh, those garbage trucks, Peter built, and they were the Rolls Royce of uh, uh, of uh, of garbage uh, waste collection trucks. And it came under former mayor uh, Don Williamson. And anybody know Don Williamson? He wanted the best. He had the best, and he wanted the best for the residents of the city of Flint. But the emergency manager uh, the, uh, sold all the trucks and, you know, gave us poison water in the city of Flint, all of the above. And to buy those trucks now would cost a fortune because the trucks now are computerized. Uh, the load structure uh, is different now than it was when we had old raggedy trucks, the ones that Don Williamson had. Like I said, was the Rolls Royce of uh, trucks, and they wouldn't have to go to the landfill as much because the previous ones only uh, had like a load. This has a load and a half, so you could go to the landfill 
And even now, I hear people talking about we want our uh, trucks back. We can't afford to uh, get the trucks back. I guess they cost about a million some dollars a piece, and then when you add on workers and this and that, it would be astronomical. And so, I mean, I wish it hadn't happened. I wish we could, but it just. In my estimation, it can't happen, and it won't happen. That's interesting, AC, because uh, you're right. Some people, including candidates yesterday uh, running in the second ward, um, more than one said they, they thought we should go back to you know doing it in-house, that we should figure out a way to get trucks back. But, um, uh, but you favor um, outsourcing it. Do you have any thoughts on... Uh, what companies you'd like to see the city uh, contract with? Well, my thought would be the company that would give us the most for the less and do a quality job. And, you know, put it in writing, uh, even the contract with Republic. And and when they came and gave them that $300,000 for not collecting our garbage and we had to pay for that, it couldn't have been an extension because the contract does not allow for an extension. So it was a new contract that uh, those city council members uh, who I don't support voted for. And i tell you why, Tom. It was a new contract, and a new contract has to go through purchasing over $75,000. It has to go through purchasing, and then it has to be vetted. And what Neely did, illegally, uh, he did, uh, he put it up in the council, illegally voted for a contract with the Republic, extension, they called it extension, it wasn't extension, because the contract he has does not allow for an extension. And when people are seeking office, one thing I do, Tom, I'm not new at this game. I've been uh, a resident of the Third War for 40 years. And I've been active in politics uh, ever since I was about 15 years old or 14 years old. And so if I say something, I do my homework. I'm going to do my homework, and I talk to individuals with respect to the garbage trucks that know about them. And they're the one that told me, gave me the information about what it costs then and what it would cost now. Well, that's interesting, AC, um, because I don't think a lot of people realize um, that that what happened was a new contract, a short-term temporary contract was created but called an extension even though it really wasn't. I think that might be news to a lot of people, AC. Well, yeah, it was called an extension, but it was illegal. It was a contract, albeit it was a 90-day contract. It was illegal. And it's a process when you when you go... Uh, for contract, uh, the procurement uh, of the city of Flint, we have a purchasing uh, department and a purchasing director, and that's their job is to vet contracts and let contracts. So it was illegal. What uh, what should the council have done with an expired contract that they couldn't uh, seem to agree on renewing and, and the deadline passed? What should, well, I what mean, should they have done? To keep, on, yeah, go ahead. If I was on a council, you know, I know that the mayor has emergency powers. And I've seen it happen before. 
that the mayor, if the council had voted, the mayor could have used his emergency powers to not con not halt garbage, but give let it out under seventy five thousand dollars to a company uh, that would do the uh, uh, garbage pickup. And that's within his powers. And I've seen it happen before, and it would have been great. And then, but look what happened, Tom. Now we find out through her, uh, uh, Eva Worthing, I don't know how she, well, I guess she, she's one of the ones that always votes wrong, that uh, Republic no longer wants uh, to pick up garbage. Well, they got the $300,000 for not picking up garbage and trash and whatever we... Uh, the city council awarded them or rewarded them $300,000 uh, for not picking up our compost and, and garbage. So I would have voted no, and I would have forced, I would have forced the mayor to uh, do an emergency contract, according to the charter. Um, is he, how would you, as a council person, um try to i don't know uh get people to compromise or agree or come up with ways that that the group can work together instead of always seeming divided well uh, let me say this uh uh tom you can work together but you have the the key word that you said is together you have to come together at the table and hash things out, listen to uh, individuals' ideas and thoughts, because don't know one person know everything. I don't care how smart they think they are. And that's how you do. <laughs> then you can come to a, a compromise if you want to say that. And all compromise is not bad. Some compromise is good. And I think that uh, under this mayor and this administration is uh, – the highway, taking my way or the highway. And so uh, we get nothing done in the city of Flint versus uh, the a former administration of Mayor uh, Karen Weaver, who got a lot of things done. And with a lot of individuals fighting her because of the money, and she started making things equitable to everybody, made the table broad and equitable. And that's the difference between this mayor and Mayor Weaver. And I'm going to do everything in my power, whether I'm elected or not, to select another mayor who cares about the residents of the city of Flint, especially the Third Ward. AC, I want to talk a little bit more about the needs of the Third Ward versus other wards and... Uh helicopters and the budget and and some other things um but i have to take a break here can i get you to, to stand by for a few minutes so we can talk some more you certainly can okay my guest is ac dumas he is uh, a candidate for the open seat on uh in the third ward for the flint city council that primary coming up august 3rd if you're listening to us on 92.1 lpfm in flint um we're going to let them squeeze a few words in or do whatever they do when we go to break. If you're streaming us at TomSumnerProgram.com, we have some messages as well, and then we'll be right back. Hello out there, everybody. It's me, Tigger. T-I-double-G-R. That spells Tigger. And don't forget to remember to listen to Tom Sumner Program on account of because he's so bouncy. <laughs> 
I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. Our lives have been turned upside down by COVID-19. When a vaccine becomes available, it's critical that all of us get it. What we do as individuals will impact everyone's health, including those who can't get the vaccine. We won't get through this unless everyone takes part. Now is the time to get up to date on all recommended vaccines for both kids and adults. Experts say it's more important than ever for everyone to get their flu vaccine this year. And if you're older, you should get both the flu and pneumonia vaccines, since both illnesses can make COVID-19 even worse. Vaccines are available at a lot of convenient places, so be an example for friends and loved ones and encourage them to get vaccinated too. We all want to reunite, travel, and get back to school and work. But that means we all need to get on board. This is the time to do what's right for each other. Get vaccinated. It's our best shot. Hey, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. Catch me and a gaggle of great guests weekdays on Our Voices Radio, WFOVLP 92.1 FM. You never know who might drop by. Joe Biden from the Blue Hawaiian. Dan Serling. Congressman Dan Kildee. Alexander Zondrick. Actor, comedian Joe Napote. Woodrow Stanley. U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow. State Senator Jim Annan. Comedian Brian McCree. The unknown comic. Mark Farner. And Tom, I want you to know Tom's my friend. You, you've always got great questions, and you know the material, and you, and you care about it, and it's, uh, it's that's impressive. Nice to be with you, Tom. And I admire you for reading all of that. I haven't read the whole thing. I've got willing to admit that. <laughs> hey, Tom, this is my favorite interview all It's like having coffee at the kitchen table with you. Tune in Monday through Friday from 9 to 12 right here on 92.1 of a Kind. And check out our website at TomSumnerProgram.com. MTA Flint is nationally recognized for continually seeking to provide sustainable, reliable, and cost-efficient transportation for individuals throughout the region. Through work-related and non-emergency medical transportation and your ride services, MTA is moving people with future and alternative fuel technologies. More information about MTA Flint and specialized services is available at mtaflint.org. Discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County, where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods, and in the diverse city beyond. Where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air. Where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums. Where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses. And where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County. Where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at Michigan.org.
This is Congressman Dan Kildee, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. And welcome back, everybody. We continue my conversation with A.C. Dumas, who is a uh, candidate for the uh, open seat on the uh, Flint City Council in the Third Ward. He joins me by phone. A.C., welcome back. Thanks for sticking around. Sorry to make you sit through all that. Oh, no, that's okay. You have to pay the bills, Tom. <laughs> I'm glad you appreciate I have a broadcast. I have a broadcast. you got to pay the bills. <laughs> I'm glad you appreciate that, AC, and uh, I appreciate you. Before the break, we were talking a little bit about compromise and that it's not necessarily a dirty word. It's become a dirty word in politics, and you pointed out that, you, you know, there, there's a lot of times when People say my way or the highway or, you know, I'm right and you're a moron. Uh, can one council person change that sort of attitude by his or her colleagues? Well, you you know, it's been, and I'm older, uh, you know, it's been said one block at a time or one council person at a time. You know, you have to go one by one to change the attitude of those, uh, your colleagues that's on the council. But you have to do it with uh, reason. You know, this is what, you know, you have to say this is what it would do. This is why it would be bad. You know, and you have to respect your uh, colleagues as though they have a brain. You know, it, you know that you're not the smartest one on the in the group, and when you don't be condescending uh, to the other uh, your colleagues, I think things will happen. And it's called in concert. You have to work in concert with the other uh, council uh, members. And you know, uh, I think that's what's needed uh, in the Flint City Council. I do think that we need. Uh, Majority of the council that are willing to work in concert uh, with the other council members, whether you agree with them or disagree. Let me say this, Tom. For you know, uh, if you're married, you and your wife or husband, uh, you may fall out. Well, you bite your tongue with your teeth. You don't go cut your tongue out, and you don't go pull your teeth out. Teeth and tongue fall out all the time. You just, you know, do what it takes so you won't keep biting your uh, tongue. So that's what uh, the council has to do, whatever it takes to quit biting their tongue and represent the residents of the city of Flint. Are the needs of the uh, the people in the third ward different than, say, the seventh ward or the fourth ward? Certainly. Yes. You know, I use this analogy all the time. If you have a home and you have uh, children in the home, and you have a special need child in the home. That special need child needs more attention. Mom and dads and even uh, the siblings give to that special need child than the other children. You know, yes, the third ward is the special need child in the city of Flint. It's the largest ward in the city of Flint. It has more blight than any ward in the city of Flint. Let me tell you the boundaries of the third ward, the estimate, you know, yeah, uh, generally. From, uh, let's say, Rankin Street to Carpenter Road, from Martin Luther King to Dort Highway 
to Branch Road over there uh, by Rollingwood. It's a large ward. It's an industrial ward. It's a ward that had a lot of, uh, got a lot of abandonment. And I'm driving around now like I do and been doing for years and seeing the blight and the abandonment in the ward. And let me say this, Tom. You know, you only needed 75 signatures to uh, get on the ballot. I went and collected 499 signatures from residents of the Third War personally, all by myself. During the pandemic, I put on gloves, masks, and PP uh, protection by myself. And I talked to the people, and I know what they want. And what they want, they want to get rid of blight in the Third Ward. Crime is not as prevalent in the Third Ward as it is in the other wards. Do you think a helicopter would help that? Well, you got a helicopter <laughs> up there now. The state, the state police, see the state police, I saw it last night. The state police uh, uh, flies a helicopter, uh, I think about three times a week. And just yesterday we had another murder. <laughs> I mean, you you know, uh, it is what it is. I mean, you can uh, spend three hundred and uh, what forty thousand, four three. Yeah, I think I think that's right. Four thousand dollars for a helicopter and all like that. Uh, the police chief wants all it would do is to show it was a waste of money. But maybe you should spend it to show them that it's a waste of money. But I wouldn't gamble three hundred and four thousand dollars because I think we could hire. Uh, uh, police uh, uh, people in the detective bureau. We can hire uh, more police officers. You know, we need uh, police officers visible in the uh, 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 city of Flint. And at time, you remember when we when it came, they used we used to have a Flint uh, foot patrol. A lot of these new candidates don't know nothing about it. Yeah, I you're, you're, it, you're reading my mind, AC, because I was just listen, thinking listen, about we knew about it, Tom. Tom, we knew about it. You knew who uh, Hiawatha Green was because she was over there in my mom's ward. We had Terry, uh, whatever Terry that was in mom ward. You knew them because they walked the beat. They walked, you knew who your police officers uh, was. So, you know, people that's running, you know, they can run. You know, everybody has the right to run as long as they... Um, meet the requirements of the Flint City Charter. You know, I don't discourage nobody but for running. But when you're out there, you have to have a mindset what the people want because you're there to serve and not be served. If I ever can get elected officials and politicians to know that your job is to serve the people that you represent. AC, um... Just for people who maybe haven't met you or gotten to know you a little bit, although I'd be surprised if there was anybody in the Third Ward that, that hadn't met you at some occasion or another, but can can you just very quickly talk about some of your background and experience and, and, uh, and what you bring to the table as uh, potentially the next uh, Third Ward Council member? Well... You know, Tom, I, like I said, I've been out uh, in, in, in in this thing we call politics ever <laughs> since I was 15 years old. I mean, you know, and I've worked for, and when I say worked, I helped campaign from people all the way from uh, 
Floyd McCree and to uh, Mayor uh, uh, Karen Weaver. Uh, I did run for city council before, and I was defeated. And I remember, never forget what uh, Johnny Coleman, and I really didn't campaign a lot, and he beat me by maybe four votes, and he said, A.C., I admire you. B.B. Nolan, uh, he beat me, and he also said the same thing. I don't get mad and take my ball and go home. I try to work with those who are in office. I have a good relationship with uh, Brian Nolan. Uh, the Burson Field House is uh, three minutes from my house. I have a good relationship uh, with uh, most of the, the elected officials. I don't have a good relationship with Mayor uh, Neely. It's an adverse uh, relationship that I have with him because that's the way, that's the culture that he created. I'm uh, uh, the former president of the Flint branch of the NAACP. I'm currently the uh, first vice president of the NAACP, but because I'm running uh, for office, uh, national guidelines are required that I have to step down. So when I speak, I don't speak on behalf of the NAACP. I speak on behalf of A.C. Dumas. A.C., you mentioned that you've you've run a couple times before. Is this time different because it's an open seat or, um, you know, maybe because you've done it a few times or maybe because we're just coming out of this pandemic thing? But, but do you sense a different... Um, feeling about your campaign this time around? Well, yes, I, I ran a couple of times before, and I feel the urgency of the moment. Uh, you know, Tom, it's not that I don't have anything to do. You know, I don't, you know, I have a, a, a son, daughter-in-law, grandbabies that, you know, that I would love to uh, put energy. They don't live here. But because of the urgency of the moment and the pandemic, and when I see how the third ward has went down, when I moved in the third ward, uh, 1982, somewhere around there, my street was a gorgeous, beautiful street. The houses in the third ward, they were uh, lovely homes. Now, uh, you know, you have to fight every day, even on my street. It's, it's one, two, three, four houses, one, two, three, four houses, residents on my street from Saginaw, North Saginaw Street, uh, to uh, Avenue A. And it was a, a, a block full of houses, you know. And so I've seen a change, and I know a change is coming. Again, I'm not running because I can't find anything to do. I have my church. <laughs> I have my broadcast. I have my, my family. I've got my plate a lot to do, but I'm sacrificing. I'm sacrificing for a greater cause. My mom and dad, uh, they've gone to heaven now, and both of them were very active in, 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 in uh, civil engagement. And as a boy, uh, you know, they were from Mississippi and Alabama. So I don't need to tell you about that and what they preach uh, to their children. You know, uh, get an education. Uh, you know, fight for what you believe. And so that's what I'm doing. I'm fighting for what I, I believe, and I hope uh, when I come through for November, I'm willing to debate whoever comes through in the third ward. Well, AC, you mentioned something I, I, I want to 
unpack a little bit and when you said you see another change coming in Flint certainly if you if you go all the way back in Flint's history Flint has uh, gone through some big transitions and and very often has has been a comeback city but for the last several decades we've seen job loss and um, uh, as a as a result of that job loss uh, and and shrinkage of uh, GM's presence in Flint, um, a reduced uh, amount of money that the city has to work with, um, we've seen the population decline. We've had emergency managers. We had the Flint water crisis, then the pandemic. There's really two questions here. One is, can the city of Flint? Um, ever get to a point where it can manage its own affairs without state and federal assistance. And what do you see as the next big thing for the city of Flint? Well, let me let me ask, uh, uh, say this, uh, uh, Tom, that uh, uh, Flint has went through uh, a metamorphosis. Uh, yes, it has. And Flint will never be the same because the major stakeholder was General Motors. Uh, you know, and everybody right. came and money was rolling, rolling, rolling. I had the opportunity to work for uh, a, a Buick and retire and, uh, you know, member of a local 599, uh, amongst other uh, businesses that I had uh, while working at the Buick. But I was delighted that my mother uh, retired with 55 years with General Motors, wow. and my dad retired with 35 years, and he was on salary. And so I, as growing up, I didn't see the, you know, the devastation as a lot of people grew, grew up. But oh, when I got out of the house and got on my own, and I saw the devastation. So let me say this. I'm going to say this. Flint has more money have come into Flint billions of dollars in the last few years billions of dollars but the problem is again you have individuals that don't care about flint that don't live uh, uh in flint that squandered the money and for example uh tom when mayor weaver amassed uh those billions of dollars millions of dollars to come in the city of flint uh with respect to the water crisis do you know money was uh, spent, uh, given to uh, the YMCA of Greater uh, Metropolitan uh, Lansing and and all that? You know, money was uh, downtown got a lot of money and this and that got a lot of money. So the money was uh, just just uh, uh, squandered. And, and and let me say this, Tom, the the money that we're getting in now, the uh, 47 million, about 95 million total. We got a city council don't know how to spend it. So the money have come. But the problem is you've had elected officials and politicians who squandered the money and did things for them, uh, their families, those four, their friends, and no more. AC, um, where can people find out more about you and your campaign if they if they want to take an interest and in, and in get involved? Well, you know, uh, let me give you all my email address. It's ac two d 
D-U-M-A-S at Yahoo.com. A-C-2 D-U-M-A-S at Yahoo.com. And they can reach out to me and uh, uh, email me their concerns or contact information. And uh, they can listen to my broadcast again. I'm on every Saturday morning on Flint's premier gospel radio station, 1420 a.m. from 930 to 10. And hopefully we'll be back in the studio so I can take call-ins. And, uh, you know, most people just know me. They know how to get in, trust me, they know how to get in contact with me. And so... Uh, if not, you'll go out and find them, right? <laughs> I'll go out and find and get in contact. You know, I'm traveling the war now as we speak. You know, looking at the blight and, and looking at uh, sinkholes in the middle of the street. And these are the condi- conditions that people in the third ward uh, live in. And let me say this, Tom. I'm not going to be a candidate for just uh, my street, my park. When I say my park, Jackson Park, you know, around there, I want to be a candidate for the entire third ward, the entire third ward. And I want to see equity in the third ward. And as far as money, I want to see African-Americans get (coughs) their share of money that's coming into the city of Flint. And I mean that. And I'm going to vote toward that end. I'm not going to give downtown. All, all the money and all like that. While downtown looks uh, uh, great, the neighborhoods, especially the third ward, looks like a demilitarized zone. I know. AC, I don't I'm... support. Let me say this. Yeah, I do not support legal or illegal dope houses. Brother, you got it in, uh, in a, a house on the north end, east, south, west side of Flint, or downtown Flint, calling it a legal a dope house. And I hope the people will stand with Jerry Winfrey Carter, the council members, and vote no to Phil Shokes and his want-to-be illegal dope house. Why don't he take it out to Fenton? Why don't he take it out to uh, Grand Blank? I've talked to members of the Grand Blank Township Board and Grand uh, City. They said, no, let them go in Flint or Burton if they want to buy a weed. In the last, we've got about five minutes left, um, AC, and I'd like to spend that talking about some things you'd like to see happen in the third ward um, and, and things that you would work toward as council. Well, first thing, I want the blight to be cleaned up. And I think that uh, uh, stem, uh, pandemic, uh, COVID uh, money could go toward helping uh, clean up blight. Uh, in the third war, uh, and that's what we need. We need no. We need the black cleaned up. Remember this: no business wants to come to any city that's nasty and dirty, and education system is out of tune. Uh, you know, so the third war needs to be cleaned up. The blight, the nastiness. You know, tear down the the bandit building. Put check on. A land bank who is a major contributor of blight uh, in the third ward. And, and I don't know if you knew this, uh, uh, Tom, but the third ward does not have not one public school or private school in the third ward entirety. Really? And remember, the hardest hit funds came to communities, areas where there were schools. 
so since the third war did not have or does not have any uh, schools, we didn't. We weren't the recipients of uh, the hardest hit funds, you know. And that's all because of politicians. You know, we had to check the board of education, and we're going to, have to check uh, uh, those uh, uh, federal uh, elected officials. We're going to, have to put check on them. No longer can we just say uh, Democrat because the Republicans are poisoned us and the Democrats are doing nothing to relieve the residents of the city of Flint, especially those who have been down uh, harder than trodden. Well, I, I have to um, tell you, I'm, I'm a little surprised. I, I, I learned something, but that's not unusual when I talk with, uh, with UAC because, well, because you're smarter than I am. But the... Um, it, it seems like hardest-hit dollars would go to make sure there were schools in places like the Third Ward. Well, you know, the hardest-hit funds came uh, through the county to clean up, uh, you know, blight and all like around there. So, uh, you know, it's systematic racism and discrimination. And I know people don't like to say, use the race. Yeah, I'm going to use it. You know, you close down Carpenter Road School out there. Uh, on the uh, 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 east side of the third ward where you have public housing and you have a, a community that had children and they have to go uh, bus wherever they went. So that uh, uh, area over there is decimated. It's probably the worst area in the third ward. And so, you know, it's done reason, you know, they want to generate their money in the the seventh ward they kept schools open they in the six uh, in the sixth not sixth war but maybe the sixth war the other wards you know they kept uh the eighth ward you know the white wards they kept the schools open so they got hardest hit funds but they closed down the majority of the schools in the black wards we didn't get the hardest hit funds at least in the third war we didn't get any well that that seems uh hard to believe and 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 embarrassing in a lot of ways ac i, I want to thank you for spending this time with me this morning and i wish you the best of luck in your campaign uh, coming up in august and and hopefully again in november um thanks for uh sharing your thoughts and and uh and your knowledge of the third ward with me and the listeners this morning well i appreciate you tom for uh, allow me to come on your show. Like I said, I'm asking everyone in the third ward, if you would vote for me, A.C. Dumas, uh, as your representative. And I am who I am. You know, I make no apologies to who I am. All I want to do is protect and serve the residents of the third ward, especially our senior citizens. Thank you. All right. A.C., take care and keep up the good work. Bye-bye. All right. Bye now. Again, that was A.C. Dumas. He is a candidate for the uh, open seat on the Flint City Council in the third ward. And uh, he's one of three candidates. Two will uh, move on from the August 3rd primary to the uh, general election in November. And uh, coming up in the next hour, we'll talk with Quincy Murphy. Then a little later in the show, 
Terry Nelson, who uh, is uh, the third of those three candidates that's uh, running for the third ward. And uh, Kerry held that seat once before, so it'll be interesting to hear his perspective as well. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Joe By from the Blue Lions, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. While we've been staying safe at home, scientists have been on a journey. The destination? A COVID-19 vaccine. This journey began decades ago with research into other coronaviruses. Scientists built from there with months of research and development, cooperation with other experts worldwide, and clinical trials on tens of thousands of volunteers of diverse race, age, and health status. They arrived at a safe, effective vaccine, and hundreds of thousands in Michigan have already been vaccinated. But the next step is ours. We need to get the vaccine when we can, keep wearing masks correctly, and taking precautions until we reach our destination, freedom from COVID-19, and getting back to the lives we love. Discover the facts for yourself at michigan.gov slash COVID vaccine. A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. Start your weekend early with the Tom Sumner Program every Friday live at 11. We turn the spotlight on the world of arts and entertainment featuring artists from music, TV, and the movies. Catch everything from the rich local talent pool in and around Flint and Genesee County to up-and-coming stars of stage and screen, plus legends from New York and Hollywood. Hi, this is Greg Nagy. Hey, this is Hoppa. Hi, this is Joe By from the Blue Lions. Hi, this is Alexander Zondrick. Hi, this is Mark Farner. This is Maurice Davis. Hi, this is Rochelle Ray. Hi there, folks. This is Sweet Willie T. Hey, this is Steve from the Nashville office. I'm Gwen Pennyman Hemphill. Start your weekend right. Go to 11 Fridays on the Tom Sumner Program. Those hands, no matter whose they are, can spread the germs of many common diseases. That's why I want you to realize how important it is to keep hands clean, to wash them regularly and always before meals with Life Boy, which not only removes dirt, but helps to remove germs. Teach the children this habit. Form it yourself. Always use Life Boy for hands and face as well as the back. America, your children have an amazing superpower. That's right. They can help save lives by simply washing their hands. Just 20 seconds of thorough hand washing after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside can help fight against the dastardly spread of germs. Armed with only soap and water and hands, your superhero can protect you, your family, and everyone out there in America land. Amazing! Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Imagine a journey down a picturesque river. Imagine your Flint River, 142 miles of recreation, natural beauty, and precious resources. The Flint River is a vital resource that is available for all to use and enjoy. The river and its ecosystem provide unlimited recreational opportunities and natural beauty while supporting wildlife in a vibrant landscape. 
We all have a responsibility to protect and preserve this precious resource. Learn more at FlintRiver.org or call the Flint River Watershed Coalition at 810-767-6490. The Tom Summer Program.com Hey, this is First Ward City Councilman Eric Mays, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Welcome to this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program. A master of Native American humor is Brooks Hayes of Arkansas, special assistant to the president and former representative in Congress. Here is Mr. Hayes before the Pennsylvania Political Science and Public Administration Association. I always feel at home with the teachers of government, although I'm not an expert in this field. I am a practitioner. I'm not afraid of experts. I um, was sitting by uh, a couple in Washington at a dinner party one night when the man who had just met the lady said to her, and you're Mrs. Post? And she said, yes. Mrs. Emily Post? And she said, yes. Well, Mrs. Post, you're eating my salad. (laughs) And, uh, 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 my father was, uh, himself a country school teacher. And in this connection, I think you'd be interested in what happened when he took the census in 1900. Uh, ask an old man standing in front of his cabin in this, uh, frontier country... Uh, his name, he said, I'm the enumerator, sir, and I need some information. What is your name? He said, Hearn, Randall J. Hearn. Father said, how do you spell it? Spell it yourself, stranger, I'm a non-scholar. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, this, uh, uh, this character, Randall J. Hearn, is not a fictional character. He is not legendary, as some members of Congress believe, because sometimes I would quote him in the Foreign Affairs Committee, and occasionally my chairman, Mr. Richards of South Carolina, would turn to me and say, what would Randall Hearn's opinion be on this proposition? And I knew he meant by that, what would... uh, what would the man at the grassroots think? What uh, would the non-scholar have to say about this problem? One of my Republican friends complained over the method adopted by the Democrats in a certain reapportioning problem, and uh, he was rather violent about it. He said, you Democrats are just not fair. Well, I said, looking at some of the things the Republicans do, I would say, you remind me of the country boys playing cards down in Arkansas. He looked over at his friend. He said, play it. He said, play the cards fair, Reuben. I know what I dealt you. <laughs> uh, and, uh, uh, and uh, sometimes it is possible for a politician to extricate himself from political pressures as uh, Claude Swanson said with his famous five rules, uh, the first rule being, when in doubt, do right. You <laughs> uh, might be interested, incidentally, in those other four rules. I believe I can recall them. He said, uh, first, never buy your ticket till you hear the train whistle. Uh, second, always be strong for something nobody can be against. <laughs> Then the third one I've indicated. Fourth, never use one word if five will do. (laughs) 
finally always stick to your party. If the storm comes and uh, the vessel threatens to sink, move the ballast and try to save her. But if she sinks, follow the rats. (laughs) (laughs) I rejoice in the trend these days. Seeing an academician often leave his cloisters to enter the political arena, that's good. And uh, I think of some very notable careers that have come out of that response that you uh, sometimes make to the, the lure that is always present. But the little lady in England was asked, you know, who did you vote for? And she said, vote? Oh, I never vote. It only encourages them. <laughs> then, uh, because you believe in, uh, in precision... And in uh, a scientific evaluation of party positions, you do not agree with the little lady who said, when she was asked about the difference between the Tories and the liberals, oh, she said the only difference is that the Tories think they're better born, and the liberals just know they're born better. (laughs) And I think the book could be written on what the sweet little ladies in England say about politics, uh, or even in, uh, in Arkansas, because... You may have heard the story of uh, the little lady who was voting for the first time when women were given suffrage, and she rode to the polls with her son, who could see she was quite agitated over the prospect of participating in this great experiment in government, government by consent of the governed, and that she went in to vote. That attitude of eagerness and anticipation was registered on her countenance. But when she came out and got in the car, it was obvious that she was disappointed. She was very solemn and grave. And as uh, they went home, he said, Mother, who did you vote for? She said, Son, I'll tell you. I looked at the ballot, and there were the names of such good men listed for these offices, such good men, um, such uh, fine, noble people. I just didn't have it in my heart to vote against any of them. I just wrote at the bottom of the ballot, God bless you all. (laughs) This was another comedy spotlight on the Tom Sumner program.
Sun Radio for a new generation. Tom Sumner Program.com. Tom Sumner Program.com. The Tom Sumner Program.com. From the Tom Sumner Show. Oh, yeah. You pilots, get off of my lawn. We're trying to do a radio show down here. It's a Tom Sumner program, don't you know? Go on. Go on, get out of here. <laughs>